a little reenactment of that first Easter Sunday morning. And in our drama, we saw Peter, one of the disciples at the end, run to the tomb where Jesus was buried, but he found it was empty. And he said, What's happened? So do any of the children know what's happened? Well, I think you, you, you probably do, don't you? What had happened? Yeah. Um, he, he was gone. He was gone, that's right. Because? Um, he'd because he'd risen from the dead, that's right. That's exactly right. Now I wonder what the connection is between an empty tomb and a baptism because we're baptising Harry this morning, aren't we? In just a few minutes, we're going to baptise Harry, and I know he can't wait to be (laughs) baptised. He'll just have to wait a few more minutes. Um, But we're going to baptise him with water. So, So what's the connection between this empty tomb and a baptism? Let's just watch this very short clip on a DVD of another baptism. So what happened? What happened in that baptism? Did you see that? That was pretty amazing, wasn't it? What, what happened to the boy who was being baptised? What happened? Um, they yes. And, um, okay, so they put... That's right, he went down under the water, didn't he? And, um, and then he came back up out of the water... Now, baptism party, please just relax, because we're not going to do that to Harry this morning. We would if we had a pool here, but we don't have a pool here. At least not yet. (laughs) So anyway, we'll just be splashing a little water on him. But uh, here's the connection. Here's the connection. Going down under the water in a full sort of baptism like that symbolizes... It symbolizes dying. Not physically dying, but dying to one's old life. And then coming back out of the water symbolises rising up and starting a new kind of life. So let me explain just a little more. People were always meant to be living in a loving relationship with God as our Father, in a family relationship with God as our Father. But there's a problem There's a problem with our relationship with God because we've all messed up. Some more than others, but we've all messed up and so actually we're really no different to one another. It's what the Bible calls sin. I know I have. I try to lead a good life, but to be honest, in the past, particularly before I knew about God, I used to be really quite selfish I didn't think of other people so much. I really only cared about myself. And we all know this. We all know that there are things that we've done wrong in life, that we do wrong. We've all said things that have hurt others. We've all wished somebody was dead at some point. We've had that terrible thought. We've all called people names. Whatever it is, we know that we've all messed up at one time or another. And this spoils our relationship with God which means we're separated from him. And if we were to die like that, we'd be separated from him forever. And that's, well, that's bad, isn't it? But the good news is, and Easter morning is all about good news, 
The good news is that God loves us and he wants us to be part of his family. And so what he did was he sent his only son, Jesus, to come and do three things for us in order to bring us back into his family. Firstly, Jesus lived a perfect life in order to show us what it means to be fully human. Now, of course, we can never match the life that Jesus lived, but he showed us how to live, and we can aim for that. Secondly, he died on the cross. That's what we've been thinking about over this last week in the run-up to Good Friday. He sacrificed his life in order that we could be forgiven and set free of all that rubbish in the past. Because of his sacrifice, if we put our trust in him, we are forgiven of all of the ways that we've messed up. Jesus died for us. That's the second thing. And the third thing is, the fantastic news of the empty tomb on Easter morning is that three days after Jesus died on the cross, God raised him from the dead He has risen, and because he has new life, so can we. And if you just turn briefly to your service sheets on page six, I've underlined two sentences um, which um, are particularly um, bring out these points. The first sentence says, They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him, this is in the first reading on page 6. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day. Jesus died for us, and then he he was risen from the dead. And the second thing is that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Now, for me, that about 14 years ago, when I first put my trust in Jesus Christ. I didn't used to be a churchgoer. I didn't even used to believe in God for a lot of my life. But 14 years ago, I realized that it was true. And although I'm a long way today, I'm a long way from being perfect, since deciding to follow Jesus, I have, I hope, become a little less selfish and a little more loving. At least so my wife tells me anyway. Um, And what's more, I have this wonderful hope That this new life which I have with Jesus will not just last until I die, but on and on into the future. But I'm the vicar, so don't just take my word for it. I want to invite a friend of mine up and ask him a couple of questions about his experience of what it means to have a new life with Jesus. So, Chris, could you, would you mind coming up and, um, I, I did ask him first if he wouldn't mind coming up. If you stand in front of, um, sort of in, in front of that, then people will be able to hear you. Chris, I know today that you, you would say that you know God, you love God, you love Jesus, um, but it didn't always used to be like that, did it? What, what, tell us a bit about that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, well, I'm from Reading, uh, grew up in Coley, and uh, through much of my sort of teenage years, I suppose I was quite rebellious, really. Uh, come from a, a broken home, so sort of like lived a lot of my life sort of quite sort of frustrated and stuff. And sort of like the way that played out really was that I uh, got into a lot of trouble and uh, drinking too much, 
getting into lots of uh, trouble with the police and fighting and, and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, I got married and things didn't really sort of change that much. Uh, I was still drinking, still getting in trouble a bit and stuff. And obviously when you're married, that, that doesn't really sort of uh, make for a happy home life. So uh, my wife issued me with an ultimatum and uh, said that I had to change. So tell me, what happened, Chris? What, what, what happened? Uh, well, things came to a head, really, and uh, my mother-in-law became a Christian. She used to speak to me about Christianity and stuff like that. And I used to sort of take the mick and sort of tell her that the church was, you know, the pub down the road and all that sort of thing. Uh, but then, you know, when things got really bad and uh, things got to a head, you know, it made me sort of sit up and, and take notice about what I was doing with my life. So uh, my mother-in-law invited me to go to uh, a church one mm-hmm. Friday evening, I think it was. And much to everybody's amazement, I went because Friday was usually the night I went out to the pub. And I couldn't believe that I was going there myself, to be honest. Uh, but when I went in, someone gave me a Bible and I sat down and started to listen to what the preacher was speaking about. And uh, everything just seemed to be completely aimed at me. It was really, mm-hmm. really amazing. And so since then, you have come to know God and to love God and... What difference has that made in your life since then? Well, I I became a Christian that night. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, I walked in one way and and, uh, walked out another. That's not that I went in through the front door and came out the back. (laughs) But I I just came out a completely different person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, for a while, it it took me, you know, well, it took me quite a long time, actually, to come to terms with what had happened because the change was so dramatic uh, you know, I was playing catch-up, really. Mm-hmm. But it just changed my life. It revolutionised my life. Mm-hmm. No, you know, uh, finding faith in Jesus just mm-hmm. totally turned my life upside down and inside out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so since then, you, you said that before it was a bit difficult and um, with, with, you know, you, you were still drinking after, you know, you were still getting into trouble after you got married. Did that stop? And did that... Yeah, I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're a smoker... Uh, becoming a Christian is the best way to, to quit smoking because I quit without even realising it and uh, found that I, you know, I, I just stopped swearing and uh, you know, the, the sort of like, the, sort of like the, the feelings inside and all the rest of it just completely changed. It was just, you know, when the Bible talks about being born again, that's literally what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Wonderful. Chris, well, thank you so much for coming up and sharing that. Okay. Thank you. And, you know, what, what happened in Chris's life is, is wonderful, but it's not something that's just for Chris. Um, it's for everyone, and it can happen in your life too. And the great thing is, the wonderful thing is, that if we embrace God's family now, then our children can be brought up knowing and loving God. And in St. Matthew's, over the last couple of years, we've seen more and more children coming to our kids' church regularly on a Sunday morning, learning about a God who loves them and his son, Jesus, who died for them. And um, we always say now at St. Matthew's that at St. Matthew's, the children drag their parents to church, not the other way around. But um, I hope and pray very much that this young man, Harry, will join them in a few years' time when he's old enough. But right now, we're going to begin his 
pro- the process, if you like, of, of his Christian journey um, because his mum and dad have decided on his behalf that they would like him to be baptised and welcomed into God's family today. And so I'm going to invite the, bapt- the family up now to bring Harry to baptism. <laughs>